Hello and welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast uh, with me, Richard Hobbs, on the night show. Um, so, little, little one for the Hobbs there for you listeners. Um, today's show, we've got on the away boys once again. Stu and Alex, how are we feeling? All right now. All right now. You know, Alex? You know that he was so pissed off that he, he, of me uh, cheating on him with uh, Andy on... I was going to say... <laughs> on um, Saturday night. I don't know what to say. That he, that he then abandoned our plan to go to Leeds together. What? Yeah. We were meant to go on the coach together to Leeds and then I, I saw that and I thought, no. You couldn't tell the rejection. A... No, I said to make some fake story to shit. <laughs> and I've got to go out with my dad and I'm not coming on the coach. And I got to leave for somebody else. Jeez, this is a... Uh... harsh. So, yeah. So a couple set up I was yeah. gonna say, like, I I didn't intend for this podcast to like, be a mediation set up. And at half time at Leeds he came down and would would you know, didn't say hello. I'd say hello to him. That was quite intoxicated, but then <laughs> no, not gonna. No. Oh, this is a... Although to be fair, that show was absolutely superb. We get those two balls games, Nightmare Live is the place to be. For anyone who's seen Nightmare as a kid. Mm. Was it like before your time? Yeah. Slightly. Yeah, it's just giving them a chance. But yeah, it was. I mean, when you get references from Michaela Strachan and Neil Buchanan and Pat okay. Sharp from the actual cast, that's yeah. that's of interest. That's you know you're onto a winner. It's brilliant. Oh, but if you two can't kiss yeah, and made up at I'm this so point, so are, we, are we okay now to sort of I carry suppose, on? Yeah, why not? <laughs> as long as we're all on board, and you know, otherwise Dave's going to bring out the uh, fan cast friendship song again. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he does I'm sure somewhere he actually does have like lyrics wrote down for <coughs> it and has more than once kind of got people to hold hands but I don't think he get as heated as last week no I was going to say like hopefully be a bit more mellow you know <laughs> we've had a victory we've had a defeat as well which we'll kind of touch on to um, before any of that let's just go a few bits of uh, Wolves related news John Graham and Michael Zyro are now on their sort of um, last days of their road to recovery after sort of appearing in a few, un- well, one behind closed doors friendly, which was very secretive because I don't think we actually know who we've played <laughs> or, seen- we got on or, or anything we- like that. So I think we just know Zyro, Graham played, and Sylvia played. Yeah, they it. were the club were very. Uh- didn't they tell um, Express and Star not to disclose it as well? Or they didn't disclose it to the Express and Star? Yeah. Um, but they've also played a couple of uh, under twenty three matches as well, which you know, they both seem like really kind of good characters and sort of good guys, I guess. Um, and, you know, I think all Wolf fans are going to be very happy for their return. By the sounds of it, even Lambert doesn't seem willing, I guess, to kind of give them a very short run out in the last three games of the season. Um, I think sort of like sort of there's no there's no time for sentimentality. Um, guess how do you guys feel about kind of that approach? It's sort of almost a very professional one. I don't really see the point of bringing them back. I mean, we're safe now. We've got nothing to play for. Essentially, we could end the season now, and it's not going to change anything. Hmm. So I mean, okay, then you could argue the point that well, just bring them back for. One or two appearances, maybe, or a few. Like half, last half an hour against yeah, Preston. Last at home. ten minutes or so, yeah. little cameo appearance, but just trying. I suppose he's seen it from you know you get a fit, get through mm. for the summer, and then you've got your pre-season to build on and start again. Essentially, two new signings, which you could say. 
Yeah. You could say the two new I'd say Zyro because he played what? It's 12 s- six, seven games. Yeah. It wasn't many, in, similar to Graham as well. So they are sort of two new signings in a sense. But you could have said that about Dico as well. I don't care how well that's worked out. Well, I was just going to say that. I mean, you look at Dico has been forced back. Yeah. And he's done absolutely until last yesterday. Um, he's looking nowhere near the shadow of what the player that he was. Mm. And he obviously quite clearly needs a pre season to be even judged properly. So there's no point in rushing them two back after such a long time out. So, I mean, it, yeah, it'd be nice to see him for a bit half hour or something like that. But it's what's, not, the, what's the point, really? Yeah. I mean, if, we got, if they were to come on and say I had a catastrophic five, ten minutes like Dicko has a few games, then he, that's just going to make it hard for him. Their confidence mm. will suffer. And then obviously, then he's got to build up his fitness and their confidence from getting bashed mm. by the fans. I mean, they could get knocked as well. Yeah. And they could, you could, he could just twist his an- twist around, call him Dwyer on the knee again. And because they need another five yeah. appearances in for the service. I mean, they might, they might look absolutely fine and perfect athletes and all that stuff, but it only takes one thing and then what, you're out for another seven months and then you lose another pre-season. It's just not worth it. And when we've got, the, got more kids coming through as well. well I think that would be the thing. I know sort of there's kind of quite a few fans who seemed quite keen to see them play again. You know, give the fans something to cheer about. But I think I'd rather see Morgan Gibbs-White come on with half an hour to go against Preston than potentially Jordan Graham. Yeah, and Donovan Wilson as well. We, yeah. He came on on Saturday and he, he didn't really have a much chance. But yeah, I mean, Zoro was playing up front for us, remember, as well. Not well, yeah, I mean... Rather than on the wing. I mean, Alex makes a really good point about, you know, it is essentially two new signings. Um, now, yes, we've secured Costa permanently and I think it's still slightly question mark whether he'll be here come September but we've got to remember that Vyman's only on loan and now whether he's the right player to take us forward we've, between Zyro and Graham we're replacing him so you say Jordan's um, Jordan Graham even is your replacement for Vyman then Zyro is your extra striker that we kind of need as well I guess yeah for, regardless of what John says, I think one and a half million for Vimans to steal might just do it. Yeah, apart from yesterday, he's, he missed one, but he was them two yesterday played really well hmm. for a change. I mean, they were next to each other, you know, two, well, two ish. Um, but I don't see why there's any need to not sign him for one and a half million quid. Hmm. We, know, we know what he gives us. I don't think it's any better than what we've got, to be fair. I mean, I know he's. Up front, he's not too bad, Vyman, but on the wing, he's absolutely useless. Mm. And it all depends where does he want to play him. And obviously, Lamp seems that sort of player where he likes his favourites. Like, we'll, next thing we'll be signing Elliot, uh, Elliot Bennett from Blackburn. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. And then probably get Grant Holton because he does seem to like his favourites. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's any better up front than Dicko when Dicko's fully fit. And then I don't really know with Bob Larson, to be fair. I think he's just a miss. So. <laughs> I think, I think um, the phrase he needs a preseason is quite an important one, I guess, because I think I hate to drag it back, but I remember saying the same thing about Siggy, and you can say the same. <coughs> you you can say the same thing about um, Dicko, and you'll probably say the same about these guys. And I think a lot of people overlook how important that preseason is, mm. not just physically, because you know with. Uh, you know, Alex, you've done sort of personal trainings, training and stuff, and when you kind of create a, a almost like a twelve month timeline and calendar of how you're going to get someone fit again, 
actually you can really kind of slot it in. But mm. with how a football season's spaced out, you've essentially got like that a month, two month window. Well, they've, they've sort of got the. I mean, if they're are that serious, they probably have like a week's holiday in the summer and they get back on the training mm. field, trying to get fit up and for the new season. But yeah, I think what will maybe not help Dicko is if he has pre season and he's been not seeing anything in the pre season changing because he doesn't score in the pre season. And then the first couple of games in the season, and nothing's changed. Then I think, well, you know, he's had his pre-season. He's had more than half a season this year. So, but I think with Raymond's Irish, he's in back. Like I said, mm. there could be new two new signings. We haven't really seen them at any given length, really. You think? I mean, they've both played less than fifteen games between them. I, I think I'm just having a guess there, but. Yeah, there could be like two new signings, so we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, you just can't expect anything. Yeah. You don't remember as well that Bonnet they have a pre-season derby, really. Mm. This is the man he's played in two years, and he's been shifting all over the place. And when he plays through the middle, generally he's better. On the wing, he's awful. There's Paul, oh, yeah. Paul is doing it. But I know needs Moscow's Cavalero and Costa Bates or whatever. But mm. Through the middle, I think he's worth the risk. I mean, it's not really a risk one and a half million pounds to us. No. But... You have got you know Lennis as well, who's yeah. back from his long term injury, so well, we all know yeah. his pre season. We've got Donovan Wilson. Donovan well. Wilson as well. So, yeah, and then you, you imagine they're going to spend, I know there's Chris Martin rumours again mm. yesterday about bringing him in. This is going to be like the Chris Wood thing all over again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> following for years and years, but if we're going to spend a bit of money on one marquee striker, then that leaves, if we're playing with only one up front. That leaves a lot on the bench, and one of them's going to have to go out on that at least. I mean, to be fair, I think you know, slightly shifting subject to Zyman, if we spend 1.5 million on him and he almost becomes a squad player, is that necessarily the worst thing? Because I don't think he's leaps and bounds better than Bod Varson or Dicko, who are essentially his competitors, but I reckon you could make a fairly decent case that played as a striker, he is better than at least one of those. Yeah, definitely. I think he's better than he's better as a lone striker than Bob Arson is. Hmm. I think I think he kind of suits the style of play Wolves kind of need to do these yeah. days. You know what I mean in terms of fast. He's better away from home as well. When, yeah. when we're countering, he's better doing that than mm. when the onus is on us and pushing on. And it's a bit holding because he don't really. He holds the ball quite well for some of his size. He mm. thinks of the size of Bod Varson who can't even head a ball. Yeah. Um, and he, he does hold the ball quite well, but it's his pace. Like at Liverpool, mm. he was superb there. Yeah. Because he was hitting people in teams on the break. And for away from home, that's what you want. Mm. I think if we can get, like, if it's a dead cert that maybe Bod Varson go alone or Dicko or one of the younger players, maybe Wilson will go out alone or maybe Ennis. Or we was to bring someone in, then I can't really see the point of signing him. But like, if we're not going to sign forwards, then mm. we say, yeah, it would be a decent deal. But I do I'll think I do think it's going to be very interesting to see the comings and going with that forward line because it's probably yeah, the and biggest and the end day, It's shit. Yeah, but the forward line is crap. So we do need a new striker, mm. regardless of the strikes we have got. I mean, it's all well and good saying we've got Donovan Wilson. At the end of the day, Tammy Abraham's a year younger than him. He's scored mm. over 20 goals this season. But he's never had a chance, has he? Yeah, but, mm. uh, yeah he's never had a chance, but well, he's waiting for that chance. That's the thing, if Tommy Abraham had come through anyone's academy apart from Chelsea, mm. then because Chelsea's lonely mate, 
And he, he would have, he would just fell by the way. I mean, they loan everyone out. Very similar to Patrick Bamford, isn't it? Patrick yeah. Bamford had that one chance at Middlesbrough and scored plenty of goals, and then he, he sort of took his chance at in the Premier League. Didn't work out for him. Yeah, he just oh, that's everyone clamours for Patrick Bamford. I don't know whether he had that one good year. I don't see the traction with him. He did well at MK Dons um, in 2013 and moved to Derby on loan for the second part of the season. I think he did well there. He had a full season in Middlesbrough. I think, did he win Player of the Year? He got Player of the Year. Yeah. I think he then made a couple of not bad loan choices, but he played at clubs where he was coming on as a sub and he wasn't getting he needed a sort of another season in the championship and we can't apply his trade for me. But the, the one player, I mean, I've mentioned this the other way, I mean, realistically, Birmingham are probably going to fucking scrape out by this edge mm. of their arse again. If Forrest could down, a Samba longer, I know yeah. he's been injured, but... He can just join our many forward line yeah. of uh, cruciate <laughs> injuries. But three year, two, three years ago, he was when we, we were talking about him on here, so mm. we need to be looking at that kind of player. Yeah. He's powerful. He's big. He's kind of exactly what we want. I think if we're like Jeff Shee said in that interview a few weeks ago, if we're one window away, one two windows of us. But the thing <laughs> is, Newcastle are more than certain to go up. Dwight Gale's not a Premiership striker. If we are one window away, then we've got to say if Newcastle say we want thirty million for him, we've got to pay that thirty million. You know, Dwight Gale's going to get you twenty goals next season. Mm. And where is it really worth taking the risk getting? another foreigner in or bringing Byron in for 1.5 million and if Jeff Shee's true to his word and we're 1.5 we're one window away then they'll bite his well, it's exactly what Brighton did with knockouts yeah. from Leicester Leicester went up mm. he was surplus to requirements he, he, he stayed down but he went he went abroad for about a season didn't he yeah, yeah. But he was on he was on loan abroad Warrior or something mm. and then he kept and then look at how great he was on Saturday on Friday well we at least know the money's there at Wolves because somewhere probably on a beach Jeff Moxie's having a nice big cigar at the moment after Wolves announced a £5.8 million profit from the 2015-16 season. So I think he's kind of had his sort of last ray of sunshine to sort of tick off a job well done there. I mean, the majority of that profit came from the Afobi sale, Stearman sale as well, um, and also from our final parachute payments. Um, like well, the parachute money would have been hit up by the wages, wouldn't it? Mm. So yeah, that's probably just from a Bowley that we didn't I mean, we didn't spend. You yeah. never said that we could spend it all. Yeah, so actually, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think sort of we're one of sort of about three clubs to actually come out in any level of profit uh, last season for what it's kind of worth. I guess. Who knows? It's it's something to be cheerful about. Yeah. <laughs> the the money men will be happy. I think that's the important. It thing. It, it just shows how. Uh, well run as a business we were mm. as a football club we probably won the best because it was all about ticking boxes and mm. making balancing the boxes and stuff but at least they they didn't you know I mean look look, <laughs> at, what, look at what happens to Coventry City yeah, oh, I exactly. think like, I think that's what I've always sort of like defended Moxie I mean I've had a lot of arguments with people but at the end of the day he's kept us afloat he, was he, a could, he could have gone out and spent fifteen million on a strike lot. Every club, every fan wanted us to. That didn't have a brain cell. Said, so, you know, what? Well, why? We've just sold a phobia for twelve million. Why can't we go and sign somebody else for twelve million? It doesn't really work like that, does it? So at the end of the day, 
if we'd have, if we'd have had somebody else in Moxie's position, like I said, we could have been in Portsmouth's position now or Coventry's position or even worse, Lake Orient's because you look at Lake Orient when he was in League One. Yeah. Our biggest mm. rivals in like in League One was Lake Orient's. Now they're they're pretty much are going to be at the football league, and now they've got fans outside other football stadiums with buckets just to keep the yeah. clubs alive. So yeah. Mm. I was going to say it doesn't particularly move us nicely on, but should we cover the Brighton game? Well, it does because look at how well, look at how much Brighton around. Yeah, there's your angling. Yeah, there's your there's your rags to riches. Yeah. I mean, we're going from the the place that might have been held but, together with rags. Well, well with they were, they've gone from a hockey stadium to the Amex, and you know, um, his athletics track was it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was the was the gold gold. It was the gold thorn. Goldham Park or something. Yeah. I never went there. It was you. Never before. went to the Whit Dean. Oh, yeah, I remember we going to the Whit Dean, and then obviously going to the Amex. Because mm. they um the the guy sold the he sold the um the original ground for Houses Day. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they ended up at that, which is like all the a few temporary stands. Yeah. And which was, it was terrible. I mean, I, sp- I sprained my ankle there because it was so uneven. What then, doing like, the what running round? Yeah, there, <laughs> I don't think I can even do hundred meters <laughs> now. Now when you because it was on a slope then to the Portico mm. toilets. And I, I, it was uh, well, um, yet again another Beep. brilliant night games down there. Was that when we lost four one? Four one, yeah. yeah. I remember going to that one, yeah. And um, I sprang my ankle. <laughs> I was really pissed off. But yeah, it was. I mean, you, you look at them; it's the perfect way to build a football club. Yeah. Not but mess about and just spend silly money. They built it slowly over mm. three or four years. We stayed in the playoffs, not overreacted, and now. He's like worthy. What Hughes came in and he's built his team, hasn't he? Mm. And eventually, over time, he's got there. But they've. Last three, four years they've been they've been in the playoffs. Yeah. They've been like Cardiff were a few years ago. Cardiff were always in the playoffs, like knocking on the door. Who got to a playoff final? They got to like the semi final. They're always there, and then that one season they won the league. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. like Paulson and McCarthy, really. Yeah, and we were always sort of there, knocking on the door. Yeah. Eventually, we did. I mean, like, um, after he scores two goals and he's been named Player of the Season. Um, in the championship knockout, it's, he's just got an extra bit of magic to he can't set them apart. I mean, it, huh. they they seemed quite a functional side actually, and they were, you know, solid at the back. You know, the no mucking. Yeah, it's, they got Steve Sidwell in the centre of the park, who, at this level, is exactly you like he, he's what you want in shows you like the, the golf of I wouldn't say class or just. What we intelligence need. Yeah. more than anything else. I mean, they've got a player who can sort of what we had with Saka and Kylie and Jarvis. That one who can do a flash of brilliance and mm. change a game, and that's what Knockout did twice in that game. Change the game, we got two goals. Well, you did once. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, London. Can, you know. We'll talk about that. No, <laughs> don't don't worry. It's on the notes. No, I mean it, they've they've done it the sensible way. They've done it. They, they're probably going to win the league and deserve yeah. it. I mean, I want a lot of time from where they did with it. Oara thing as well down there mm. when we went down and they were great to us that day yeah, and I think it was kind of like a mutual respect there, there is sort of a nice level of mutual respect and we'll kind of skip basically 90 minutes of the game but actually at the end you know I, I was there sort of clapping the Brighton fans you know because I know they've done it to us in the past and you know it, it's nice to kind of share a moment with an opposition fan like that sometimes because I mean we had nothing to play for yeah we were a bit crap and we were beaten by <laughs> we were beaten by a better team who made us play quite poorly as well. And they didn't even get out of first gear either. Yeah, they 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 put in a really sort of professional. Similar to that, like the Chelsea game, if they wanted to step it up, they yeah. could have yeah. stepped it up. But actually, like it was, 
not nice to see another team celebrate, but you could see how much it meant to them. It was yeah. the first time since when Bradford went up at Montmue years mm. and years ago, and I spoke to a couple of them outside the um, Steve Ball that day, mm. and and they, they couldn't believe it. They were in dreamland. Yeah. And we were talking to them, and everything was all amicable and fine. I mean, we, it has been when we've played Bradford up there yeah, ever since. Yeah. There's never been any, yeah, any kind of issue with Bradford, and it's the same. It's the same with Brighton when we were walking up the slope, and they were they couldn't believe it. Yeah, like, you know, I think soak it in. Well, it's just. I was, really, I was really pleased for him. Like, yeah. I was really pleased for him. It's nice to see someone because obviously everybody expected Newcastle to just win the league when you get hundred points and like they did year, the later and obviously mm-hmm. in the Premier League. Everybody just expected them to do that again, and it's nice to see they haven't done it. It's nice to see another team. I mean, I think Brighton have been in the top five with not for like thirty odd years, but it's nice to see them. And like you say, it meant. The world to him, doesn't it? Yeah, mm. you know, not not like it in a condescending way or anything, but actually, like, well, if I was a, if I was a fan, and you know that Brighton don't really travel well historically, and they've never really travelled well to Wolves, but actually, they filled out for lower Steve Ball. They came in numbers because essentially they were on the verge of promotion, and it was the same. Let's say when we played Derby a few years ago and things like that, and like there's a real. It's how we played Forest when we were in the league, which was yeah. like six thousand. Yeah. yeah, you know, like. Yeah, from that regards, it was quite a nice occasion. However, the <laughs> 90 minutes before that point, after sort of I'd kind of managed to get to that sort of happy emotional state, Wolves did actually lose 2 0 to two anti Knockhart goals and potentially two Andy Lonergan mishaps. Have you seen the video when the cross initially? Oh, that's it. It's just, <laughs> oh I mean, my god. That's good. That's good. One that if it, is it, have you ever done a highlight reel? Was it too much? Trouble to edit it all, all together. Uh, 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 fan cast <laughs> cock ups of the year. Oh, right. yeah, do you remember that was like a Christmas? I think David James done one like football. Yeah, we like it was yeah. like on a yeah. yeah. It's one of those keeper where he goes to kick it and then kicks it in his face and then goes in the back yeah. of the net sort of thing. Like, or like where the guy's got in his hands and like tries to throw it out and, and then, then just forgets to let go of yeah. the ball or something. It's Danny Baker classic. Yeah. He's literally up one of those. Like the balls come over, and he, instead of diving at the ball, he should dive sideways. It, it was it was really odd to see. And like I know it was near to him, but the, it, it, it yeah, it was. He's just an idiot. There's, there's no two ways about it. The bloke is a moron. He, he is definitely a backup goalkeeper. I don't think he's a backup goal. I think. Do you know what I mean? Like no, he is made like he's what in his third. He's thirty four now. Thirty five. Like he's definitely he's one of those where he's made his career as being a second choice goalie. He can get away with stuff like that. Because he knows I'm only going to play a few games. It's fine. You get you get what you're given. He shouldn't be though. I mean, that, that's the thing. With, I'm not saying he shouldn't, like, but that's like, how it He shouldn't even be second choice. He should be third at best. Because you look at it's like Stuart Taylor at Man City. Yeah. He never ever plays. You know when he put him in goal, he's going to do something because he never plays, so he's not match fit. Mm. And he's just not good enough. Uh, when he was younger, when he was at Preston, I thought he was a decent keeper. I thought he's got a, a chance of doing something here, but he, he went. He's just. His career's gone backwards and he's just a clown now. It's just that earlier in the season I thought, well, you know, give him a chance. But since he's had this run, he's he, got did, worse. He, he doesn't command his box, he doesn't communicate to the defence, and especially when Danny Bats there, because nobody talks to each other anyway. I was going to say, with like one-off game, I think, at sort of you the start of the run, I was like, okay, literally, if he ain't playing, he ain't playing. Yeah. you got to just hope with it. If you're still doing it after a few games, yeah. you've kind of got to go, um... I think it's sharp enough. And, I mean, you go for the first goal and... Uh, uh, yes, he should have got down quicker for it, but 
with both goals actually it wasn't just him at fault because you had Hawes messing up on the header you had Doherty going AWOL um, with Doherty on it was, a, it, Do- it was again it was Doherty like, looked and played like he'd been given his Easter eggs early yeah it was the other way before when he just they were just one interested mm. some of them and it's just weird because you think well they've obviously got, would have had a bollocking from him Oh, sorry, yeah. Mom. Language get out now. Um, we were fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> now she said, that the, 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 "You need to calm it down." <laughs> um, now, I mean, the, the, it was just strange why they. Sorry, sorry. I, I like the idea that we could just get like our mums on next week <laughs> and just like have them. She actually said yesterday because when I tried to get my sister on it, yeah. the first female voice ever, and Mum actually said, "Well, if I'm really drunk, I might come on there." <laughs> well, all our mums sitting in the corner every time we swear them up, giving us dirty looks. Sorry, Mum. Yeah. You know, I mean, Doherty's. They, they just don't have any concentration. Like you said, well, mm-hmm. Danny Bath being around doesn't help things because he's not going to tell you off. Um, but Lonergan not talking either is a massive problem there. And if you're a goalie who don't talk, mm-hmm. a, a defender who don't talk, it's just a, a, it's a calamity way to happen. And it was a, the thing when, when the first one went in, when Ethan turned to me, he said, Why don't you save that? Yeah, he's five years old, and like, yeah, I I love that because something I can you learn sort of in like GCSE PE and A level PE is that like any sort of anyone really with half a brain can observe like I don't know one good thing and one bad thing and be able to tell you which one looks good and which one looks bad like no matter what it is so like strictly come dancing you can watch one of the professional dance and you can watch John Sargent dance. <laughs> and, and immediately, just by looking at it, you can say, hang on, which one's better? And I love that, that your son's, what, is he five? Five, yeah, yeah. he's Yeah, he's like, no, that, that, isn't, that just doesn't look right. The, Brist- the first Bristol City goal, that Jamie Patterson one, yeah. when he's in the edge one, he should have saved him. He should have, everybody said, I can remember being around people and I was literally beyond goal. So why isn't he saved that? Yeah. And the third one? Save. Yeah. I don't know why he didn't even bother diving. He's right yeah. next to him. Right. He saves, and that on Saturday, he should be a strong hand to keep, knock it out for a corner. Or even save it. He could have saved that easily. He said he's literally, he's like he's half-hearted, like he's yeah. sort of sticking hand Well, if you, when you see him in the, I mean, he, he ain't done one for a while, so I was looking for it yesterday, and the interviews with him, and he's like, I know he's a proper, like, dough and mank and everything, and he's yeah. all a bit laid back. You can't be laid back on the pitch. Off the pitch, fine, but he's like, he's, he, he lives his life like a snail. <laughs> <laughs> there's the, there's the, like, I was going to say but he's he just doesn't seem bothered mm. and that's the thing that's the the main problem because he just every time he, he does something like this which is seemingly every single game in some form or, or another he kind of like just shrugs you off and, oh okay it doesn't matter I mean I know we got a clean sheet yesterday but <laughs> I mean yeah. is, it on the, is it on the highlights? Is it, is, yeah um, I think so yeah no but it's just like I know we got a clean sheet yesterday and obviously we'll touch on it but the amount of times you're thinking why isn't he doing that why isn't he commanding his box why isn't mm. he coming out for a fucking cross yeah no, like, I'm, I'm not I'm not let's say the biggest fan of Hakimi and I did kind of get in a slight Twitter debate should we say about we mentioned it on here a few weeks ago didn't we yeah, like, he should, he realistically Hakimi is yeah, like, the second keeper of and so I remember someone put I can't remember who it was saying well whoever thinks Hakimi's poor have a look at Lonergan. I was like, well, just because Lonergan is, he hasn't been up to the level that's kind of needed. Let's put it that way. But 
just because he's like that doesn't mean Akimi's miles better. It feels like I get again another area we could do an improving upon, but I think there's ten areas Wolves can improve upon. You don't know what you've got till it's gone. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, like I say I'm not being I'm I'm not Akimi's biggest fan, but I go oh, I tell you what you could do with him in the side for against I mean, just for basic things of like catching the ball you know those standard prerequisites as a goal yeah and not even like, coming in for a cross he yeah. just doesn't do it you're not like saying um, like Matt Murray used to like the edge of the penalty area and stuff like that you think yeah, where you six yard box yeah. like where you're supposed to command but I mean you talk, the goalkeeper school? that was something I was I noticed at half time when Pat Mountain was warming up Harry Bergogne and he's knocking him across. It's, okay, it's half-time training. But, like, it's coming. And Bagone stands there, jumps, then catches it pretty much as he comes down. And they do it for about five minutes. And I'm going, hang on. I've seen enough crosses. And that's not how you go about... For games forward, that's not how you go about claiming the cross. Because, basically, he's catching it at about head height. When mm. he's kind of catching it. You go, no, because you never do that. And I mean, that, that could be just... That could be just him. So he's doing, you know, he's, doing, he's just he's warming just, up. He's doing it so he don't have a stretch. Kind of yeah, kind like of he's thing. doing. Yeah, but I go. Lonergan basically does the same. Like there's no say, commanding, you know, coming out of his six yard box and claiming it. And there's no sort of like what you said with Matt Murray and he's jumping ten foot in the air yeah. to claim it, and then yeah. nobody else. I can mean, get you, around, I, I mean, we are sort of sport choice because we've seen someone like Matt Murray and even someone like Hennessy for an extent who would come out of their eighteen uh, out of the six yard box and dominate that. Area. You know, between six yards and penalty spot, and they would come and claw that out of the air, which you don't really see goalies do at the moment. It's always, you know, whenever you get a corner, I hate it when Wolves do it. Just crowd it into a six-yard box, get everyone in there, and yeah. go like that. But I mean, even even doing that, sort of, like people like Marcus never, Marcus Hanneman never no. claimed crossing, but in the six-yard box, he yeah. caught the ball. I mean, you always like goalies always sort of taught that whatever you do. You command six yard box. Anything out of there, you've got a defender who can do it. Yeah. But you claim that first six yards. But Lonergan, I, I don't know what it is because he's he's clearly like a solid enough professional, isn't he? Because he's you know he's in his thirties. He's not like it's not like when I was kind of getting annoyed at uh, Bergonin when he played against Cardiff and Fulham, and you go, hang on, he's not really claiming it because he's nineteen and he's. Yeah, you know, very, very experienced. Yeah, I mean that's what that's the kind of hypocritical thing because I, I did say that earlier in the season. I said, well, he's twenty years old; it's a bit early for him. But mm. given the option now, we, we know we are safe. Just give him the rest of the season because Hakimi's not going to be back, is he? So mm. just give give Bergwijn the the, the games now because it's not going to hurt his progress now. Because I mean, in, in, what can we lose? I was going to say actually, I think moving sort of back to the game, Gemma, I actually think for the first half an hour. 25 we looked minutes. great. We looked great, and you know we didn't really get as many chances as we needed to. And then sort of there's a game wore on. Um, you know, Knockout got the first goal, and then they kind of started to go into cruise control second half. I mean, two players I feel like we should probably mention, sort of just talk about is A. Sace and B. Edwards for pretty contrasting reasons. Um, I, I can't remember where I heard it from, but I've always been sort of taught when you look at players, the best players always want the ball. No matter what position they are, they just want to be on the ball. So you think if you're Gascoigne, for example, you know, they... Zidane's... Yeah, like, you know, and even... 
I don't know, like on a lesser level, like you, you know, you, like, you know. I know, I know the the quote was from. Is it? It's from Charlton. No, it was Glenn Hoddle. Is it Glenn Hoddle? Yeah, it's Glenn Hoddle from England. Yeah. So. Uh, Ninety-eight. Well, that was the, the one that I can remember the first mm. time I heard it. But e- either way, you've got two players in Sace and Edwards. Now, Sace was picking the ball up deep, and he get there was a couple of bad passes in there. But throughout the whole game, he was always looking off the ball for off the defenders and off the midfielders. Edwards, who essentially was supposed to be playing alongside him, didn't. And there were points where he just didn't almost look interested, I guess. I think I'm trying to think of the right word to... like. I know it's not his game. He looked so overwhelmed. Yeah, like it was almost like he was told, your job's to run around and close down the play but not really told to do what you've got when you've got possession. So, I mean, you compare it to, you know, I watched the Chelsea Man U game and you've got Herrera who spent, whenever they weren't in possession, so for the majority of the game, following around Hazard around the pitch. As soon as they had the ball, mm. his job completely switched. And it seemed like Edwards couldn't do that at all. And, you know, it's almost... It was like, when this is what happens all the time. When you get Dave Edwards to do stuff that he's not meant to do, yeah, he's got his Dave Edwards way. He's trying to do anything else. He can't do it. So mm. he said that himself. He knows what he's good at, and we we, we all know what he's good at. Late runs into the box, charging forward, but his passing range is awful. Mm. Well, but, it's, it's it's less his passing range that worries me, and it's availability to get the ball to do the pass mm. like that. Like for a lot of it, for a lot of it, he was he was way too. It's strange for Edwards. Passive. He, he, yeah, he was just way too, yeah, passive. I suppose because he just he's a bit very lethargic about things. But yeah. he was just like he was there. But then you look up and you think, well, he's not going to spray thirty four yard balls around because mm. that's not what his game is. And then he pass it off, but he wouldn't because normally he'd pass and move and he was more into forward, space. Yeah. Which, he, but he, he wasn't doing that. And yeah. if he hadn't, if he'd been told not to because of holding the line or something, mm. you don't know. But. When you try and get him to do stuff that he's not normally used to, then it's not going to work. But I think I was on the other camp with say, so I didn't think he had good game whatsoever. I know that that clip of the no, one I minute mean, nineteen. I mean, I'm I'm with that clip. I think I did retweet it, but you can do a lot of editing to yeah. make something look good. Yeah, and I, to be fair, I, I thought he had a solid enough game, and actually, of the players, he was he was never found wanting. Do you know what I mean? Like actually. Yeah. Everyone you say about Stephen Ward, he doesn't go hiding. Mm. Like he'll always, he'll always kind of dig in. And yeah, he, he still, like, even though he cocked up over and over and over again. And otherwise, <laughs> he's got yeah. Well, he did. I mean, the, some of the passes that when it was just ridiculous. I mean, he did one really, really silly one in the first yeah, half yeah. where he just tried to play it right down the centre of the pitch on the ground and basically just played it to uh, yeah. Glenn Murray. Well, that's the one that I bought in the uh, in the. The group chat about yeah. it that if that had been Jack Price, I mean the, the Price haters in the steeple upper, the whole world would have collapsed. See, but, I was uh, I was around Sace haters at that point behind me who were like, "What? Why are you trying to play a pass like that?" Basically, there are haters everywhere. Yeah. I reckon it's. I mean, some of the stuff was ridiculous like that, but but he did not hide, and you, mm. you got to give him fair play to that. I mean, I don't think he had a, a brilliant game. I, not, I mean, we lost we lost two 0 to a better team who dominated us. Like I'm. Can't, I can't really say. To be fair, we lost to the. We've lost to the champions. Yeah. We've lost to the champions. To the champions. I mean, they might not 
might not look like champions on some games, but we have lost to the champions. Yeah. So well, again, it was no it's a bit harsh. But back to Edwards, I think since that uh, Barnsley game, I think he's been shit. Yeah, he's, he's been yeah. absolutely shit, and he's played ninety minutes every game until last night. Yeah. Um, well, I think right. I, uh, yeah, yesterday. Sace is a bit hit and miss. Some games he can be fantastic. Then, like you said, Leeds, he was cock back to cock up, and then you'll watch that video and you think, if you haven't watched the game, you think Cost is amazing. Yeah. So it's just a weird one, and I think I don't think you can play Sace and Price together because you showed Ipswich is far too defensive. Yeah, and literally, work. you've got you. It doesn't work, even though that's what we all asked for. If you want to sit back and defend, then you play those two. If you want to push forward, I'd maybe play Sace and play somebody else because I don't. Think <laughs> yeah, we haven't got anyone else. Got anybody else? But, I mean, there's two players in the squad who. Potentially, you could play next one. One's Evans. Oh, yeah, Evans. And then who, in theory, in the theory, should stick, but actually, he's got a bit more of a range of passing on him and a bit more energy. And the other one's George Savile. So I didn't think Savile played that bad yesterday. No, he didn't. He never yeah. does. Oh, he... I never think he has a a, ter- a terrible game, but he never has a fantastic game. No. It's just a seven out of ten. Yeah. yeah. But all yeah. the time he had to score two goals against Derby so everybody thinks he was good <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say but before we kind of talk about um, the magician who is George Savile and the Leeds game any sort of further points on the Brighton one I mean I think my kind of view is actually yeah we the second half we were poor but I think we were poor because of a better team yeah big by the champions left we've got Lonergan yeah. in goal it was all going always going to lose I mean def- uh, defending for the second goal quite crap as well yeah um, Yes, right, right after I think when we did our fan cast predictions um, pretty sure we all put this one down as a loss didn't we yeah. I think probably Lambert did as well I mean if it was if, if it was Newcastle everybody was oh we've lost Newcastle yeah. so obviously people still look at Bryson even though they are the champions oh, they, they, remember they're, they're an ordinary team they're an ordinary team but that, that's <laughs> the way people see him people just say well it's mm. just Bryson they're an ordinary team and that's how people still look at Bournemouth oh they're yeah. It's only Bournemouth at the end of the day, Bournemouth. But they're, they're top for a reason. Yeah. yeah, they're top for a reason, they've won the league for a reason. So, yeah. It's I mean, you compare how kind of poor we were, second half in particular, at Brighton, to how well we played in the first half against Leeds and saw sort of Wolves officially clear for relegation. We can start the party now, guys. We're going to be in Championship for another season. Yeah. A joy. Yeah. Like, I loved how everyone was getting really happy, including us on the fan cast. And, and then, like, I did have sort of a realization when I was in the car after a game, being like, "Yeah, we're in championship. Why are we yeah. celebrating this?" Like, how you know, there, there, there's a, there's like a level of yes, we need like to. We, ex- didn't, we didn't finish. We didn't celebrate last year under um, jacket. Yeah, we're staying up. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've done that many nil nil draws back to back. I've said to you guys before that Wolves fans need to accept the level of mediocrity that we're actually at. And we yeah. actually do need to kind of appreciate where we are and the standings of things. But at the same time, we can't be accepting mediocrity if we're celebrating staying in a division. <laughs> we all hate. Yeah, it is just like, oh, it hurts, it hurts, guys. But you know what? We won away from home after being beaten by the champions, after being beaten by Bristol a week before. <coughs> Despite everyone thinking Wolves were basically on the beach, your boy Newer Dicko got a goal from a lovely 
lovely pass from Ben Marshall. Yeah, I mean, that pa- he is getting better and better every week. Yeah. No, is it? I was going to say, one of the, probably one of the few highlights, again, Sonny didn't go hiding against Brighton. He is one. You could potentially play him next to Sace. Because he's play, he plays everywhere else. Well, I mean, if you can play at fullback, you can play in the wing, you can play attacking mid. What do you think can you play in goal? I bet he's got a better kick. <laughs> he would whip for his goal kicks. He was... Uh, oh. Come on to him in a minute. Now, Marshall was... is incredible for anything we've had for a while. Apart, say, apart from Costa. I mean, it, it's a shame he's only been here half the season. I mean, otherwise, his form, he, you could argue he could be in for a player of the year. Well, I mean, since that game against Reading, when he scored sort of from a yard out, he just looks he's a completely different player. Yeah. He's an actual footballer. Like, Not just a professional, he's a footballer, he's got a brain, he knows what he's doing. You can doing. see it now, like when he first jo- I mean, I know he hasn't played in a while. And when he was um, in fact right back when he played yeah, he first looked, game. He, it was one of those where he went from looking chubby to looking bulky. Do you know what I mean? It's like that. He almost like puffed out his chest and you're like, actually, he's not a fat. He's he's yeah. got some muscle about him. But so when we signed him, Blackburn fans hated him. Like every Blackburn fan was saying, like he's, he's rubbish, he's this, he's that. And like I've not seen anything of what they've said, but maybe players do fall into that rut, don't they? Mm. Players when they're not happy, they don't want to be at a club. They do fall into that. I think he did sort of very much fall out with that club yeah. because you know he was having to train with the reserves. He wasn't at first. He wasn't paid either. Really. There was something about it, but because there was a certain amount of bonuses or something. I mean, this might be. I mean, this is conjecture and stuff. But I'm sure there was something about it on the on the black on the on the Rovers forum about certain players hadn't been paid the bonuses that they were owed, mm. and then they were training with the reserves, and there was like closing the contracts for they can only play a certain amount of games, stuff uh, like that. Yeah. So I mean, and they weren't being played because yeah. they'd have to pay out the bonuses. Like I mean, if that's that kind of shit was going on there, then you can imagine that you're going to be a bit mm. disillusioned. Um, but I heard that from more than a few different people, so I'm guessing it's, there's got to be something in it. I mean, sort of when he plays on the right, he kind of hugs the touchline, and com- I mean, his delivery is sort of first class at this level. Like, it's like he's a step up on James Henry from the League One to the Championship. If you know what I mean, like yeah, yeah, League yeah. One, Henry would have the time to sort of knock in really nice deliveries, but then can redo it in the Championship. Marshall seems like he's able to do that at this level comfortably, if you know what I mean. He's like, he's a bit, it reminds me a bit of Colin Cameron, in a way. I get that. Um, I can see that. Just the way he's so composed and he's confident with everything he does. Mm. And he's not like, he's not going to shy away from me. And if it, uh, like Sace, he's not going to bottle anything either. He'll, mm. If he cocks up, he'll do it again. And he'll do it again. And for all my slagging off of him on, on Friday, he was awesome yesterday. Sace. Mm. Sace and. Sace and Dave Edwards in a 4 4 2. I was going to say, thought? yeah. I mean, not many fans have actually been crying out for it, but Wolves did line up in a 4 4 2 with Feynman, who was ineffectual on the right wing, playing up front alongside Dicko, a lot of harrying, a lot of hustling. Um, yeah. I mean, he should have Mercurial, George Savile on the left. <laughs> just. <laughs> I love George Saffle. He just works because when when we're away from home, he's because he's not going to bomb forward and he's not mm. going to he's not going to get caught in a position. He's just a solid left midfielder. Mm. So you're left with a, effectively one winger. Um, but it don't really matter playing that way because you got Doherty overlapping anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it, it seems some kind of cr- 
crazy madness when you look at that team lining up. I, I, I thought oh, we're going to be hammered here. This don't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, again, really full work, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. So the likes of Sterling come back in the team, which I thought that was going to be one of Sterling's best performances. I know there's, there's a few cock-ups when he headed it straight to their player and they attacked on it and nearly scored. But I bet Sterling... Yeah, played for a month. Yeah. So he's going to be rusty. Yeah, well, I, bet, yeah, I, mean, I, bet Ste- I bet Sterling saw today because the amount of times they had to call physio... He was, con- he was concussed and yeah. he shook it off. He should have got some, to be fair, he should have gone off. Well, everybody thought, because obviously... He, he couldn't walk, could he? He brought a house on. He thought, oh, everybody thought of Stearman, because Stearman's absolutely knackered. They must have called the physios on at least five or six times for him to come on. And then he just carried it's on, like and a, he just battled on. It's like in Rocky. He just... Yeah. He, he couldn't... Get, he couldn't get, to, get to the bell. After the the first one, he couldn't walk in a straight line. He was he was obviously... His head was all over the place. He, he, was, he was trying to walk down the, along the, t- the goal line. Like he got a, a drunk test kind of thing, and he couldn't do it. He was swaying. I thought, well, you got to take him off the medical really. Just shook it off. He was fine. And then one, one of the times when they brought him off, and he was sort of standing on the goal line, and their players running down the wings. <laughs> he went to like, come back off. And he went. He went to like, He went to sort of like tackle their player, and their player like literally lost lost the balance, and the ball went out for a throw in. But obviously the referee can't do anything because yeah, he's yeah. off the pitch. So yeah, that was brilliant. That was. I mean, the, the, again, the big difference though. The, 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 the man, the myth, the man, the myth, the mic. Yeah. Oh, genius. Yeah, he's just. I know our title's gonna be yeah. gents. <laughs> he's just, he's just superb. And he comes in, he don't play, and he's, he's, he's a bit like Ledley King. I was gonna Spurs. say, yeah, just. just he, he don't do anything. He just wanders around do, doing his own thing, and then every now and then he comes back in, and he's, he's like he's never been away. Yeah, it's just like one of those where we need right. We had a couple of losses. We need to shore things up. Right, bring in Mike. Just <laughs> get us back on track. Um, Williamson has played eight games for once in his year and a half, well, nearly year and a half of the club. Five clean sheets. Says it all? Just, I mean, it's... It says it all. And none of them games, he would have been less than nine out of ten. Yeah. Because he's absolutely brilliant. I thought, I thought he was fantastic yesterday. And he does exactly what Danny Bath does, not he? Fans the defence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of the times you watch Williamson and he's on to, well, he was on to Stearman yesterday, but there's a lot of times when he was on to House against Reading and he's mm. on to Doherty and he's on to Cody as well, he's on to the keeper as well. Positioning like you stand there for this throw and you stand there for this corner and it's just what a captain should be doing, which Danny Bath doesn't. Yeah. And then he makes everyone around him a better player. Yeah. And that thing where that moron somehow created a chance out of nothing for him when they're chasing the ball there from a routine back pass which was mm. no danger whatsoever he just stood there I thought oh no really look he, he was on the beach and the ball it, it, it did it did hit him did he he kicked it he cleared it and it, it ricocheted off him Williamson turned around and you just you can see he was scouring at him like, yeah. what, what are you doing sort yourself out mm. and again he was just I know other you or Dave put it up yesterday saying yeah clean sheet with uh, Lonergan in goal but it, it was despite <laughs> him again yeah it was despite him because he did his best to throw it all away I think one of the biggest things this summer now is Williamson's contract's over in the summer now do you take the risk I mean I'm guessing he's probably on a good 30 grand a season now, this, 30 grand I was going to say this brings me on to I mean clean sheet throws to the oldest well most experienced centre-halves we have will those be the last games they play for Wolves Stearman, I, I could see Stearman, I could see Williamson. I think that again, what I just said, 
it's one of the biggest things you'll see this season because his contract's up at the end of the season. He's, he's no doubt he's probably on one of the highest wages at the club. I mean, we talk about Dick only leading pre-season, Zyro Graham leading pre-seasons, Williamson. No, he don't. No, but in terms of actually, if he if he can get his fitness up, I think to a level that actually he can play once uh, once a week, which he's not managing to do at the moment, you'd argue. Well, we don't know though because he just don't he just he don't get picked, does he? I think Wolves have got his contract at the end of the season, so it depends. He falls off for a contract. Yeah. Wolves aren't. Well, the best thing for Wolves to do is say, you know, you've been here nearly for two seasons, two years now. He's nearly been here. So he signed in what two thousand fifteen when he signed on yeah. loan. Yeah. And then obviously he signed in the January, so he's essentially a year and a half. He's played what eight games, maybe ten at the end of the season. They've got to say, well, we'll offer you a new contract because you've got to be like half the wage and, mm. you know, Well, if, like it, that. if it's, say, say he's on 30 now, if you offer him 15 and then another 15, like, yeah. performance related and yeah. like, over 30 games kind of thing, yeah. then I'd, you'd think he seems like a decent, sensible bloke as well when you see him in interviews and stuff. So you'd think he. he he ain't going to get a better off with his injury record. I was going to say, well, that's the thing. It's, it's going to be hard for him. Well, it potentially might be hard for him to get another um, job. That's what is yeah. a guess. <laughs> I mean, like, that, that, because that, actually, like people can go, well, hang on, how come you've only played eight games in two years? Yeah, exactly. And you say, well, I was, in, I was injured for eight Well, the best thing you can get now is at his age and his record for the last two seasons. He's League One, low, very low yeah. in championship, the logs of somebody coming up from League One and they'd need somebody a bit Honestly, if we could if we could get him in sort of a player coach position and actually just train that back four on a daily basis and just say, listen, this is what you need to be doing. Whenever they have the ball, if they have the ball here, you know, I mean, a lot of the stuff, it's, it's very basic, but it's what's needed and yeah. you, you're crying out for it in this team. But I think some of the stuff that he does, you can't coach because it's common sense. Yeah. And you're, you've either got it or you ain't. And Danny Bath is a, Average championship defender. He ain't got a brain. He just where you just say you can't do it. That's not his strength. I know this is like a different world to the Wolves, but I remember watching um, Roy Keane on about Cristiano Ronaldo, and there's this mm. one thing: he scores a goal, and he says he just had that instinct and that initiative to just move that step, mm. that, that yard in front, and he got the goal. He says you can't train that. You can't coach yeah. a player to yeah. do that. Well, Bully said that before yeah. as well when he said, "Did you want to be a striker coach?" He said, "What was that point?" Yeah. You've either got the instinct or you ain't. Yeah. So there's some things in football says you just you can't coach. I mean that's why sort of the best players, you'd argue, don't tend to make it as coaches because they see it in their head and you say it's all on a another level which I guess mere mortals can never comprehend. But yeah. uh, it, it is kind of like that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> or you you take a training session and interpret it like a dance session like it's a Tony Adams at the weekend I can't believe he's had Nigel Rio coach I've seen the dance though. I've, I've seen the Cheshire slide bit I've seen he's the Venger Boys one's the best one yes I mean who's got Nigel Rio Coco's number because like, <laughs> I mean I, I can get it with Kieran Richardson yeah, but actually he was playing championship football this season, this season. Like, all right, fair mm. enough he's a bit of a has-been but he'll give you a pair of legs Rio Coke's been in Canada for <laughs> six years or something. You go, what? <laughs> oh. Also, the outfit choice as well was an outfit. Like, there's a, there's a way to dress on a touchline, and it's not through 
whatever. It's like that Walter Lake, isn't it? Do you remember when we done our own kits in 2000, 2001, we had that silver one with yeah. the blue. Yeah. It's like that. I mean, that was one of my favourite Lake kits I was. Oh, just yeah, but to have it with matching trousers, oh, the yeah. same colour, I was like, okay, it's like an old band's sort of tracksuit. The thing with that, that kit, though, the neck... Because it was it was a round neck, but it was high one. Yeah, so you couldn't. Uh, use the fabric as well. Wasn't yeah, it, used it, it, it was like feel. stretchy stuff, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So you used to like choking your neck, but yeah, favorite like it. Those. Adam played like hat trick with him that kid. Grims. Glory days, Grims. <laughs> it was because I, I remember because I um, lost my virginity height in the night's <laughs> caravan. We can keep this in. This, I was going to say we're we're rolling we're rolling. <laughs> you don't have to elaborate anymore. I was going to say. Was the, oh, was the caravan in Bradford? No, it was, it was on a, 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 a driving new road. Oh. It's even worse. He said, he said well, <laughs> I want to go back to my house. What's up with my mum there and my brother and sister and everything? It was so, the caravan. Listen, well, and you said, to be if, fair. If you ever need to use it, then you, you can use the, use the caravan if you want. What, like a love nest? It, it's a portable love nest. Exactly. That's how you got. That's how you got to look at it. You so, know. so nobody was walking past. Well, what was that rocking? Yeah, what are doing in there? So, <laughs> the caravans are rocking. Don't come and knock. Exactly, Adam played knock Patrick. That's why. <laughs> yeah, we should be screaming Adam. <laughs> I'm trying to work out if I go for the title of the podcast. Oh, I lost lost my virginity after Adam Proudlock. I just said don't put too out Adam Proudlock. <laughs> yeah, I'm putting that in the group chat. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I don't know. What <laughs> <laughs> It's taking a turn. The way See, it's, yeah, this is what I love doing podcasts. Oh, Dave doesn't get this. No, if the gl- if the glory actually happens next season and we get a pink away shirt, yeah, oh, but that's still a dream. It is a dream. The, I have found the pink trainers to match. Have they're, you? they're ready, ready and willing. Good stuff. They, they, they were mocking me on the other thing about that, saying, "Oh, why well, well, can't you dress like a normal person?" <laughs> With the orange trees. I was going to say, it's never like a response you want, is it? <laughs> Why don't you dress like a normal person? <laughs> well, the orange trousers are going to make a reappearance at, the, at some point this season. I was going to say, maybe last game of the season? We still need to do a fan cast uh, meal. We still need to organise that, I think. Yeah. It's going to be shipping on Bolty. <laughs> it's, it's out literally everyone's way, but yeah. there is a chance we might bump into the myth. See, you even got a mention yet. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. He hasn't been there for a while, has he? Yes, he's not mentioned it. No, he seems to be going to Birmingham quite a lot, doesn't he? He's just or London. He's in London. London, quite a lot, yeah. I mean, I, I don't like him. I don't like him. He's not winding and dining in the Midlands. He's done them all, eh? That's why. He's going to every town. They're not up to his standards at all. He'll be yeah, in Brigham's next week. <laughs> You're a big, you were a big fan of Brit. I, I feel like we need to probably bring this in, considering we've got the away boys with us. And actually, Going on a away game, it's an experience more than anything else. It's not just the game, it's the travel, it's everything else. It's finding somewhere somewhere off the beaten track, like yeah. Brig House in between by Halifax and Leeds. Yeah. You'd never go there in a million years. And this, we, the, we went there the first time because we, we were due to go, I think we were going to Halifax actually, but we were late. And um, I'm all going to look late and I don't know what you've done to me on this group chat. I see your little smile. But I'll just, I'll just tell them, tell them, brother. <laughs> we were due to get to Halifax, but we, there was so much traffic, so we said, "Oh, sod that! We'll do it somewhere else." Mm. And so we, we saw so Brig House is down there, and we were just pulled in, and there's a couple of pubs, and then a few of them had gone on a wander, the smokers, and then I looked around the corner, and there's another three. Thought, "We'll put this on the on the radar for Leeds next year." And we went last season, but of course my uncle's dodgy hip and stuff. We only stayed in one pub, so this time. 
Because that's when we we found the uh, weather spoons that used to be a church, with organ and pews upstairs and everything. And are oh, the best part about it. Oh, audio audio <laughs> feature. Audio feature alert. Audio um, feature alert. I was going to say, well, yeah. while Stu finds his photos from the weather spoons in Brig House. What the? Uh, what would you possibly con- convert um, a confessional booth into? Oh. In Publand. Maybe like um, fruit machine. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I think it's a great fit. Like. Yeah, it's exactly it's made. For the listeners' benefit, it is like they've managed to sit, fit, fit a fruit machine like perfectly. A decade of deal or no deal machine. There you go. Then. I was gonna say, uh, working man's man match for Leeds. Steering. Yeah, so steering. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just because his his body was literally ruined again in the name of Wolves. Fair enough. We'll send over the uh, four pack of Carlsberg in the post somehow. Um, on Saturday, Wolves have got Blackburn Rovers, who are still perilously close to the bottom three. Um, they might even still be in it. I literally haven't checked. As soon as I've known Wolves are safe, I've just taken my eye completely. <laughs> literally, I mean, I've been on the beach, basically. Actually, I, I, I was in Swansea on the beach. On Is there a beach in Swansea? Yeah. It's literally one big beach. I've never been to the beach in Swansea. No. I've been to the ground. I went to the vetch. Uh, um, yeah, literally, where, where the old vetch used to be, it's yeah. basically on the coast. Oh, so, oh I thought go. that was some kind of dock, because we only saw the no. water. You've got the dock. I'm trying to position myself now, because it doesn't actually exist anymore. But yeah, basically, yeah, it's just like a nice long stretch of beach from sort of the edge of the town centre, effectively. Or the way along to the Gower. But is it, is it a rocky beach or, or sand? No, it's sandy. No, it's, it's not, I mean, the really nice sandy beaches is down in the Gower. They're sort of best in your awards. Um, designated in Wales, but they're best in your according to them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was. Either way. Um, yeah, Blackburner in. I, I don't know. I always prefer talking about beaches than Blackburn. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they're. On 44 points, 22nd in the league, one point off um, Forest in 21st. I keep losing my numbers here. I don't want to be this fan, but considering how terrible Blues are doing... We're all this fan. A little part of you want to see Wolves lose... So oh, Blackburn win. I'd have to lose six 0 on Saturday. And, <laughs> yeah, and for Forest to win as well. If like, that makes me a bad fan, I don't care. If we if that sends Blues down, yeah. I mean, if if we win, I mean Birmingham have got um, Villa. They got yeah, Villa and Derby yeah. away. That'll be an interesting game. Um, Blues have got Villa and Derby away. No, they've so. got they've got Villa in the Derby. Derby. Oh, yeah. Said Villa and Derby away. Yeah. And then at the same time. Yeah, Forest have got Reading at home. So it's, I mean, it's it, it's so tight between those. I mean, we we're going on forty points. They're effectively down. Burton, you'd argue four points clear with three games result. to go. I Absolutely mean, brilliant result for them. Uh, you know what? I'm genuinely happy for Burton. Yeah, I want them to start, but I mean, unfortunately, I think it's going to be Forest. Yeah. I think they will boot Harry Redknapp here and. I think they'll they'll just they'll find a way to survive the game. Mm. I think I mean they're in a position where they need one win. Whether they get that Saturday or they get it another game, 
I think 50 points will see them safe. He normally does, don't he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the starting line is going to be Lonergan, Bath. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, <coughs> in terms of starting lineup, how kind of, I don't Sylvia. know, he- how heavy to go with the kids? Really silly, I think it's probably going to be the same as same as what yesterday was. Mm. I think because because that worked so well, um, actually playing with a midfield like that. Um, you, I you think can't... you'd probably see maybe Danny Bath will definitely be in if he's fit. Danny Bath will ba- be Barton for Stearman. No, it'd be Williamson Marie. Yeah, I think Barton for Stearman. I think I wouldn't be even surprised if Courtney House was back in the squad. To be honest, I I I could see him bringing. Both back in. Yeah, I, I could easily see him bringing House and Bath back in. And then Steam probably won't even make the bench and he'll be House. But I think Steam is not going to be in next season and I know we all love him. So it's just, you know, give him a kiss on the cheek and wave him goodbye. I mean, we've, we've loved him for how many years and it was great for him to come back and come home essentially. But I think he'll, he'll give him, he'll yeah. play the last game. Yeah, he'll play the last game against um, Preston. Preston yeah, probably Preston. Yeah, he'll play that game just for, just for that reason because he never got a chance yeah. to say goodbye properly. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you look at the two of them. You, you'd give Williamson a deal over Steeman. Yeah, however brilliant he's been in patches like the Liverpool game and yesterday, he's just not consistent enough. And we got Ibang Sandel coming back as well, who's been doing great things in so League I One. I think with Williamson, I think if you are going to offer him a contract, it's got to be half the wages on, <coughs> just because it's. He's not worth taking that risk. I mean, if we offer him, <coughs> at best we'll offer him a one-year contract, and then it's got to be half the wage. Because if we offer him a one-year contract and the same wage, and then he only ends up playing three, four games that season, and you're just thinking, right, it's a bit of waste. Yeah, it's a bit I mean, of a waste. It's, it, I mean, it would be like signing. I know it's not going to happen. But like we put the um, Insan Irwin thing up yesterday, mm. and you think someone like John Terry. Oh, it's, yeah. it's way, way out of what the uh, realms of football's, football manager. Football's changed so much since. I mean, Paul yeah. Lynch is about 34. Yeah, well, it, well he, said that he, that he said that he was going to retire that summer and it was only because he spoke to Dave Jones and he, ta- he changed his mind and he was excited and he stayed another four years. Mm. And it, that was four years on his, on his career he, he didn't think he'd have. I mean, Irwin, he caught up in halfway through the Premier League season day with his legs, yeah. his legs went... Um, I think Irwin only come back because he mentioned in um, an interview that he's a Wolves fan when he was a kid. Yeah. So obviously mm. that was his only chance to ever play for Wolves. But I think I think John Terry's not going to come to the Wolves now, way. But I can see, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, someone like that, like, someone like someone like I mean, company. Someone you're looking at someone who's who's getting on a bit, who's a bit knackered. I mean, I wouldn't say. Where's Brown? Yeah, well, he'll be here anyway. I mean, I guess I look what happened. Well, John O'Shea. O'Shea. John, yeah, John O'Shea. I mean, he's not fantastic, but he's, he's better than what we've got now. Mm. But obviously, he'll more than likely stay at Sunderland. But I do get where you're coming from, but you're not going to get the likes of company or Terry. No, no, I'll, no, I'll, get, no. The, I'll yeah. get the example you're sort of setting. But yeah. so in, in that case, you're looking at the next best thing, which is a fit Williamson. Yeah. So, I mean, half wages, two thirds of the wages, something like that. Yeah. School, I mean, I'm going to say school prediction for Saturday. It's probably going to be about 3 0. 3 0 win. I've just got a feeling because because we all want we all want us to not win. <laughs> we actually will. Yeah, we'll, do, we'll do it in style. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. I just for just for that reason, I think Blackburn is shocking anyway. Everyone much he's kind of steadied the ship a bit down there, or up there. For, he ain't been there that long, has he really? No. no Brian, 
Well, so when we scored the first, in the first ten minutes, we all start booing like, oh, yeah. it just just relying on your lonigan. That's all I yeah, say. Yeah. It's lobster fighting, mate. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Alex? Um, I would say two nil Wolves. Yeah, I think I think we'll comfortably win, and that's rare for me to say because I always say we lose. I'm gonna say one one. I don't know why. I, I think we'll be on the beach a little bit. I think we'll. I reckon we'll concede and then we'll kind of muster something up, probably like from Costa from coming off the bench. Pretty much. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting game because, you know, we are, we have got essentially nothing to play for. Um, and they're fighting for their lives, aren't they? Yeah, so, so I think it's, it's going to be a really... Um, I think you, you know, rest players for Tuesday as well. That's the that's yeah. harder game. What are you resting them for, though? Well, you're resting for experience beating better teams. It's true. Then you, you know, both 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 yeah. Huddersfield and <coughs> Blackburn have both got something very important to play for. Two very different things, but both have got something to play for. Mm. Um, so it, it, I think it's going to be those two games are going to be very interesting. I don't think Derby's sort of run to try and get. And then the same with Preston, most likely. Um, We'll end the fan, uh, this week's fancast one. Uh, <laughs> it's I was going to say, yeah, it's not like we've been recording for an hour. <laughs> Just standard away, away voice fancast show. Um, at the moment, we are running our fancast player of the year poll on our website. Your choices are Costa, Edwards, or Cody. Um, I'm guessing your vote's going to go for Costa, but. Uh, yourselves what's yeah, your no choices are really yeah full conclusion there was a lot of debate on um, our our group chat regarding it and whether we should have an extra fourth person I mean to be honest it was hard to do more for like n- not just one nomination well, for Costa but on my, mine was Costa then with Cody a very very far second yeah. I couldn't even I think, I think my third was House I mean just yeah. because of I couldn't really think of anyone else mm. No, um, I think it's. Uh, I think Ed, Edwards has done well in. He had a, he had his standard run of games where he's excellent, and then he's had a run of games where yeah. he's been pretty awful. I mean, you um, can say that about a lot of the players. Yeah, even some like Doherty, you could make an argument for, but he's been slowly going downhill since. Well, since I think that's a lot of the players since Ben. Yeah, and I mean, he, he he pulled again. Well, yesterday he just pulled himself around. Mm. And he was all right yesterday again. He was sound. I mean, Co- Cody's just been Mr. Consistent at right, a position that's still not native to him. Yeah. Um, still learning that. So, I mean, you got to say a fair play for him for that. But everyone else has been much of a muchness all year round. So, mm. it's a run of my Costa for me. Yeah. Same. Well, I've heard a few Edwards, but uh, yeah, Costa will win. Uh, ju- judging by the poll at the moment, I think he's got like 70% of the vote. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Um, we'll end this week's show on Twitter Corner. You send us your questions and we answer them. Oh, it's a shame. Atletico Madrid have just scored. Um, yeah, send us your questions. We answer them. Uh, we have been inundated with them today, so thanks for everyone who sent them in. A few of the highlights. Um, Hollywood um, asks, best band you've ever seen live? Oh, it's... And no okay. question... I've seen Foo Fighters, so I think that probably be mine. Alex? Um, the Who. What? Oh, come on, man. That's, that's not fair. 
John Cadden asks um, Easter egg preference. Something we've not, I mean, we've managed to go through basically an Easter show without talking about Easter, but Easter egg preference. The Nestle ones, I prefer the Nestle Well, no, 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 hold your horses. The choices are standard egg, egg with chocolate bars, or less egg and a mug. Everyone everyone likes a mug. I've got an excellent mug this year. It's a Mario one, Mm. and it's one of them that changes colour when it's hot. Okay. And so it it changed to Luigi or. That'd be oh. silly, wouldn't it? Um, no, it's it's basically it's a scene from um, Super Mario Brothers, mm-hmm. um, and there's like a little uh, one of the um, Koopalings the other side of a, a pipe when it's hot, mm-hmm. but when it gets cooler, it go it fades to black and then it comes up game over. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Um, but yeah, Nestle egg. Nestle. Nestle. It's just something about it. Nestle yeah, egg. It just really tastes know. better. Do good eggs. I don't like the cabbage eggs, they're a bit mm. sickly. Yeah, it's too. Know. It's like too the, much. The Nestle eggs are really nice. Um, what was the what was the thing with chocolate bar or just plain? Egg? It was standard egg, egg with chocolate bars. Because can you even get standard egg anymore? Just a, just an egg because they yeah, all seem to yeah. have. It's usually like Fortins or something like that. Um, I think they're like was just Smarties. They're just like an egg. And you've probably got like five Smarties yeah. in the egg. Mm. That was like a pound, or you have like the one fifty one where you get like a bag of smarties. I'd rather have more more Easter egg itself. Yeah, Easter egg chocolate's best. Mm. Agreed. Um, Lee Hasdall asks, which do you have at a chippy? Curry sauce on chips or gravy on chips? Curry sauce, gravy's weird. Ooh. See, I'm a see, I'm if, a gravy man. If I've got a if I had a pie, pie chips and peas, then it's gravy. Mm. If it's just chips or curry. So I used to have steak in my pie and chips and curry sauce. But you can you, you can use the gravy from the pie if you yeah, want exactly. to dip if you need Not to. All gravy. You know, that I, I can appreciate that from that angle. If you go up north and say that they won't leave back out. Oh no. quartered. Did you see that um that pie and it was like the best pie? And I think in London the best pie was something like an apple pie. See that, just, I love how like, the pod literally just went silent and we all just turned away for just, a second. They're just scumbags, are they? Like, they don't like, understand. Like, it's not when you get like, down there and try and ask for I don't think they understand. Yeah. Like, I thought it was like a steak pie, like, you know, steak pie, and then they went apple pie. I had meat and potato steak yesterday. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. Oh, 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 no, sorry. Potato and meat. Not meat and potato. Yeah, not meat and potato anymore. At least, because that's three years at Leeds. At They've the sold at the end. end. Oh, I was waiting for it. There's the only thing I was looking forward to at Leeds yesterday, because at the end they sell the pies and the burgers for a pound after the game. And all the girls are like, oh, I can't after the game. And I got there and I wasn't sitting down. Well, it's almost like they've, they've figured out how many to actually sell. Yeah. At the proper price. <laughs> They've stopped wasting... Uh... But it was, I did the same thing because I didn't even pack any any tea and cobs or anything that I could normally have on the couch on the way back because I expected that. I was expecting my, my pound pie. Then let us know. First they charge you £40 a ticket. <laughs> There's no pound pies. Yeah. Just, justice for Wolves fans. <laughs> um, we'll end this week's show um, on a question. I've said that about three times now for different interludes. Uh, last question from Twitter Corners from Stuart Elliott. Which Wolves player should be the new Prime Minister? Hmm. Okay, let me rephrase it slightly. Which Wolves player do you think would make the best Prime Minister? Sensibly, Mike Williamson, because he's got a brain. Yeah, that's going to be mine just 
You know where you stand. Yeah, you know where you stand. He's got he, he he's got an opinion on everything. He speaks well. The MOD would do well. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, imagine someone pulling someone like. I'll just, I just thought of a really, really bad tasting joke, which I'll tell you guys afterwards, <laughs> but I won't be able to include it. Does it involve Trevor McDonald? <laughs> if only. Um, yeah, Mike Williamson. Mike Williamson. Gladden. Scarfoy. Can the, oh, can you imagine, point, can actually. Imagine, can you imagine what he could do? What he'd do? Can, I, mean, uh, I don't know if that's he, allowed. There would be a lot. Is he's foreign? I think, we'll, I, think, I think we'll wave it for. Now this is an important subject. point because I don't know the answer to this. I don't think you can. I know you can't be a, you can't be a president if you're not born in America. I doubt you'd be able to do the same in England as well. To be because honest. you're still you're being because you're not. Hmm. Well, the Queen's German, so. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't actually know. It's, it's, I mean, Sally Khan's obviously born here as mayor of yeah. London. Um. Even back to ancestry, but I don't know. I actually don't know the answer to that one. I mean, Paul Gladden would sort of have a lot of focus on sort of culture. <laughs> I think that would be sort of his angle. Culture secretary. Yeah. Um, guess that's a good place to leave this week's show. Uh, thanks everyone for kind of putting up with us today. Uh, <laughs> we we've had fun, and that's the important thing. Yeah. Um, Keep up to date with all things Fancast on Twitter at WWFC Fancast on Facebook. I by searching sort of Wolves Fancast Football Show. You can keep up to date on Instagram, on Snapchat, basically all of it. You know, check out the website. We've got some great blogs. Oh yeah, from lots yeah the website. Can we have better pictures of us? They they've been literally the ones you have on Twitter. I don't know. I know, but mine is when I first cut all my hair off. In the Jets t-shirt, look with so, a pouch. Su- supply me with a picture. You can go on my... Actually, no, don't go on my Twitter and look with a picture. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what mine is. Yours was... I, I, I know I added you at the start of the season. Um, I don't actually know what it is. Graham's still on there? Yeah. Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> is this... I'm... I'm, I'm really should sort of li- leave this until... It's <laughs> okay, so on a photo I've got now. Um... Yeah, thanks once again to our sponsors, Upper Creative. If you're ever on the lookout for a new website, go <coughs> give them a call. For this week's show, it's goodbye from Stu. Try. Try. It's goodbye from Are you, you waiting for it again? Are you waiting for some... We'll talk about Fast, Fast and Furious 8 or we'll watch this week. And um, Boss Baby. So, um, it, it looks awful, though. It looks awful. It is basically... Um, Alex Baldwin is just playing Jack Donaghy's character from yeah. 30 Rock. It's a ten. It's a ten minute skit, stretched into an yeah. hour and a half film. Yeah, but it's no. City World Cup. Let us know how it is next week. Yeah, it's yeah. goodbye for Alex. Bye. And it's goodbye for me. Ta-ra. Bye.